Hello, Jordan. Good morning, Nate. I, for the first time in my life, am dealing with allergies. Dude, welcome to Texas, man. Welcome to Shoot the Breeze, a podcast that celebrates the messiness of life, relationships, and Christianity, featuring my wife, Lacey, and myself, Nathan. It's creatively titled because it will be just us shooting the breeze, uh, sometimes with guests, while occasionally saying something important. We hope you enjoy. I didn't get gnarly allergies until I was in my late 20s, and I've been here my whole life. It's crazy. It's strange. Strange yeah. thing. Yeah, I've never had to deal with, like, I have allergies, but other, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not like pollen allergies or mm-hmm. anything like that. So this is, yeah. my head's a little full. Yeah. yeah it's not fun. I'm a little, uh, uh, is it squinty eyes? Where, is it, where you're like, oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. Um. Welcome, Jordan. Thanks, man. Appreciate I think this is me. the fourth Third? time. No, fourth. Third, You're right? Third or fourth? Fourth. fourth. Yeah. Welcome. I'm. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Um, you and I. You and I. Uh, I feel like while our journey has very vastly different details, I feel like our <laughs> Christian walk, or as uh, um, one of my friends calls it, a his God walk. Uh, I feel like um, pilgrimage. Yeah, right. I love it. Um, I feel like we have some maybe maybe uh, uh, milestones that might be the same. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's actually what I was wanting to talk about with you is our our journey. Maybe from did you grow grow up in the church? I don't remember. Yeah, born and raised. Born and raised. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, from essentially our journey from being born and raised in the church. My dad was a pastor. So we went to church eight days a week um, and it, it was like we did a Sunday morning service. We did Sunday school. Then we did a Sunday evening service, which was actually my favorite. My dad, my dad did a fantastic. I loved our Sunday night service because it was we, we sang just a couple songs, but then it would be a, a communal Bible study. It was really cool. It was really. And I, I mean, I'm young at this time you know and i i enjoyed it so um and ra's and ga's on wednesday (laughs) yeah 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 and so um so my journey is like basically my vernacular everything i am in whatever is christianese like Mm -hmm. but moving from this you know and we grew up conservative and um, and I think, I think we'll maybe define some terms later on, but, um, gr- yeah, yeah, exactly. Grew up conservative fundamental. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving to what I would say is I'm still conservative, but then how, like uh, terms are going to be like, wait, what is he? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, maybe we should start off by defining terms. Yeah. So- <laughs> Walk away more confused. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, what's what's your like? Give a quick synopsis of your journey, then. Yeah. So I was um, I was born and raised in the church. Um, Ever since I can remember, literally, church was an integral part of our family. Um, Was raised Southern Baptist. Uh, Okay. Went to a First Baptist church. Um, It was um, the most significant part of our of our family. Like the way that my parents operated, it was always in language. you know, we do this because of this, um, <laughs> so on and so forth. Um, so Ray Southern Baptist ended up going to a Southern Baptist Bible college is where I was first educated um, in theology and uh, had a wonderful experience. And then kind of, as you mentioned, your journey, I kind of, I've hit almost every denom- major denomination. <laughs> Uh, pretty close. After Southern Baptist, I went non-denominational for a little bit, and then uh, wait, wait, non-denominational is those. Basically, that's a Baptist church with a cool website. This particular non-denominational <laughs> was actually SBC affiliated. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. okay. What's SBC? Southern Baptist Convention. Okay, C yeah. Baptist Church with a cool website. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, and again, great. It's there was never a traumatic experience. Um, depending how you would define a traumatic experience. There were some significant experiences um, in the Southern Baptist Church and in this non-denominational church, and then I gravitated towards the Episcopal Church for a number of years. And then it took quite a few years to be confirmed in the Episcopal Church. Um, 
Can you give a quick um, – because my, my history is more in line with more of a Baptist congregational. Mm-hmm. Can you give a quick synopsis of like an Episcopalian, uh, Pres- Presbyterian, or that type of church? Would, would Lutheran fall into that as well or Methodist? Yeah, a kind of um, liturgical or okay. high church. Okay. You, I, you may or may not have heard it defined that way, but basically um, there's a, a major – governmental makeup of the church okay if that makes sense it, it's very structured very um i, I kind of jokingly i'm gonna say this with all sensitivity um because kels whenever we were dating uh she was catholic or mm-hmm. coming from the catholic church and i told her that i attended an episcopal church and she was like well what is that i was like it is essentially catholic without the pope mm. if that mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. um so basically it's just kind of a, the hierarchical uh structure is different um, but they, they operate according to a specific liturgy. The Book of Common Prayer mm. is, is a major text in the Episcopal Church. Mm. And I would almost use, um, I know some would disagree, debate this, but Anglican and Episcopal, um, mm. I would use those sometimes interchangeably. Mm. Okay. That may or may not be fair. Okay. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question. No, no, no. That was good. That was good. Because, I mean, we can, I think you and I growing up in the church we could throw terms around that mm-hmm. that you and i are like oh, yeah, everyone knows this <laughs> but it's just making sure that we're kind of pulling people along with us um yeah so i would use i would mention episcopals more or less in the same vein as is presbyterian mm. certain methodist churches mm-hmm. um lutheran mm-hmm. and that's the, like that. that is the funny thing is we can stereotype all of these denominations um, but recognizing you could have one Baptist church over here who literally doesn't actually use any instruments, still Baptist, or you would, mm-hmm. you know, Church of Christ is another denom- – or over here who full-on like rock band, which, funny enough, uh, Elevation Church is a Baptist church. Are they're Baptist affiliated. With Stephen Furtick. Because I knew he went to Southern Seminary. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Yeah. So. So, so you do see okay. what I'm saying. Like, recognize, you know, we're going to stereotype, but recognize, hey, within all of these, you have such a diverse expression mm-hmm. of that denomination's uh, beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. So that's your stream. So mm-hmm. um, let's define some terms because I think uh, just before we even started – <clears throat> recording, making sure that we're maybe trying to at least say what we are attempting to say. Yeah. Oh, and you stopped me. I stopped at Episcopal. Oh, yeah, I am yeah, no sorry. longer Episcopal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's, yeah. I, uh, maybe continue your story. Sorry. <laughs> after that, through the pandemic, uh, God moved uh, Kelsey and I to the non-denominational church um, yeah. on staff at Hill Country Fellowship, a non-denominational church. Yeah. So, so how is that? Yeah. How is that trans- transition for you coming from like like you're saying a higher church or a a, a church with more um, uh, liturgical style mm-hmm. to we are not that. <laughs> well, I didn't. It was one of those things that you're blinded when you're in something and you don't realize what you're missing sometimes. Mm. Um, and I I'm gonna try to speak as candidly as sensitively as I can. Um, but I didn't realize how much spirit I was missing. Oh, okay. Um, and that's there's some very spirit filled Episcopalians, mm-hmm. without well, a doubt. Same thing with Catholics. Mm-hmm. There's some yeah, absolutely incredibly um, spirit filled Catholics. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I didn't. Uh, yeah, it was it was a we met a lot of incredible people and stuff. But coming to HCF, God is. I, I have never experienced God in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, from just the, the presence of the spirit and in my life, um, in my relationship with Kels, which Kelsey is my wife, um, for those listening, if they hear that name, <laughs> yeah. um, and then just through the community of believers here, um, seeing the spirit move, um, it's, it's remarkable mm-hmm. to say the least. You hadn't experienced the Holy Spirit um, in as, as maybe tangible of a way. Is that a fair? Sure. Is that a fair? Because um, because I, I think we can. Um, there there might be a lot of caveats to this podcast, and I don't mean it to be like we're apologizing for anything, but it's mm-hmm. it's recognizing that 
wherever you land. The joke I make is if I haven't made fun of you yet, <laughs> wait for it. Like, it, that's the thing is like every, every denomination, every belief can mm-hmm. uh, takes itself too seriously. So I think it's good to have a little bit of a mirth with that. But um, w- with that, like, because uh, um, the Holy Spirit can move, you know, we were talking about one of the things I deeply appreciate about more of your conservative uh, fundamental person would be their value and love of God's word, the Bible, mm-hmm. um, which is deeply spirit filled, right? Um, or even a, a preacher or a pastor who who might consider himself a cessationist. Mm-hmm. Do you want to define cessation? It is the belief that the gifts that the apostles had stopped after the apostles. Here's what's funny to me. <laughs> They're preaching, which is part of a gift of the spirit. So, but do you see what I'm saying? How, how it's, you know, I think it's finding the beauty in, okay. You know, that's what I mean by taking too seriously ourselves where, mm-hmm. where someone who's like, I don't believe in the Holy spirit and he stopped moving in people. Okay. But you're, preaching and teaching and mm-hmm. digging into the word of God in a very maybe spirit inspired way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some of the conclusions you land on might not be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all the way to the other side where, where the Holy spirit only moves in this way and proof of the Holy spirit is only these gifts. Like mm-hmm. that proves that you're filled with the Holy spirit again you know, obviously leaning, they, they're filled with the spirit, but then maybe landing on some false or mm-hmm. wrong misidentified conclusions or, you know. Yeah. Um, so Jordan, with that, like in us talking, let's define maybe some terms. Cause I think we're, as we continue this conversation, we might say words that already have a, um, preconceived idea mm-hmm. as to what it means. And I want to make sure that as we're talking, we define it by how we mean it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so like, <laughs> we were talking about how it's like, a, I'm trying to figure out the best way to describe this. And I was, we were drawing up a quadrant X, Y axis thing. That's what we're calling it. That's what we're calling it. Cool. <laughs> I don't want to use spectrum. Cause I feel like that's, well, spectrum is just linear, isn't it? Oh, maybe. Yeah. 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 So X, Y axis. So sure. If, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if at the top, of this X, Y axis, um, you have, what did we draw out here? Okay. Yep. Fundamental. Can you, since you're smarter than me and actually got a degree in theology, can you define like what's the best definition of essentially a fundamental Christian? Um, whenever I hear the word fundamental, I just think, um, well, fundamental are the core tenets of, mm-hmm. of something. And so the fundamentals of the Christian faith, um, I may miss a few, but typically the ones that stick out are the virgin birth of Jesus, Jesus' bodily resurrection, um, Jesus' ascension, Jesus' second coming. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that uh, okay. stick out as fundamentals. And like I, you may, I may be jumping ahead, but I'll differentiate between fundamentals and fundamentalism. Ooh, okay. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Okay, so maybe maybe the top of the spectrum would be fundamentalism. I think that may be better. Okay, so mm-hmm. fundamentalism. Mm-hmm. And then on the bottom of that, what is it, X, Y? So top, bottom of that would be progressive. Um, flashbacks to algebra for something. Yeah, I don't no, even right. know if that's the right subject. <laughs> I don't even know. Geometry. Ge- geography. Yeah. It's geography. Yes. No, okay. So top is fundamentalism. Mm-hmm. Bottom of that would be the progressive. Progressive, I think. Okay. So can you, yeah, back up a bit difference between fundamentalism and fundamentals. I would also use another word that you could use in place of fundamentals is essentials. So what mm-hmm. would define you as a Christian? Um, so I would use essentials or fundamentals kind of interchangeably. Um, but then fundamentalism, I think the words that kind of stick out um, are a real literal, rigid and strict and steeped in staunch tradition. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. to where everything that's approached through faith reverts back to their beliefs of God, their beliefs of community, their beliefs of the Bible, this like it all, it all reverts back to a very rooted and rigid and strict 
foundation, mm. if that makes sense. Um, maybe more like a traditionalism. Sure. Or am I yeah. maybe reading too much into it? No, I think that's fair. Traditionalism? Mm. Okay. I'm just writing this stuff out so I can re reference it. Okay, so you have, you have fundamentalism, mm -hmm. which is different than fundamentals, or I, I like what you said, essentials, mm -hmm. right? Right. And then at the bottom of that bar, which I believe is the x-axis, is progressive. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a, a little bit of a definition somewhere in, as to what a progressive Christian So progressive naturally would insinuate that change has happened at mm, some point, okay. right? Okay. Um, so I take, for example, I take the scriptures. Um, a, a typical, um, and again, some may disagree with me on this definition of how they would approach it, but mm -hmm. a typical fundamentalist would approach scripture as the absolute definitive word of God, mm -hmm. right? To whereas a progressive, so a fundamentalist Christian, that's how they would approach scripture. A progressive Christian would not approach scripture with the same vein of reverence. Mm, they would okay. treat it more fluidly. Mm -hmm. Okay, this may not mean what we've always thought it means. They would typically, um, I read in an article earlier that progressives would be like, we we may be mistaken. Let's sit mm. back and think a mm. little bit. We may be wrong to whereas a lot of fundamentalists are like, nope, scripture says this, it's this, right? Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, so, so this... If I'm, and again, I'm trying to define something that is probably far more messy, right, mm -hmm. um, than maybe what we're comfortable with. But in terms of just as people hear us talking through this, like we could put some maybe definition to it. Mm -hmm. So we have fundamentalism mm -hmm. um, tends to be staunch, staunchly traditional mm -hmm. and unchanging in their view of Maybe doctrine would that be a yeah, doctrine would be a fair word. I and think then to put in there. and then progressivism is is more like well maybe our doctrines there's not as much of a there's not as much uh, trying to tread carefully um, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. honestly I I I don't want to uh, to come off uh, offensive but I would see progressive they're they're not as rooted in some mm -hmm. things or like mm -hmm. i mentioned they're more apt to say that they let's rethink this mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. that's good and then okay so then the y-axis again mathematicians out there if you're like oh you have an opposite fine I, I have an opposite um on the if you're going to go left side mm -hmm. if i put liberal there mm -hmm. a liberal christian what would that be typically to me um, and again, this may be disagreeable, is a liberal Christian would, in my mind, uh, denounce inerrancy of Scripture. They would denounce infallibility of Scripture. Wouldn't that be more progressive, though? I would define that. Uh, in my mind, that that rings liberal Christian mm. uh, to me. I could, again, I'm open. <gasps> wait, wait, wait. Let me interject. Let me see if let me see if we could. Okay, so if if hold on, the up and down one is mm -hmm. doctrinal. So you have fundamentalism and progressivism. Mm -hmm. What if, with the y axis then? You have you have maybe liberal and conservative. Mm -hmm. Would that be maybe more lifestyle? And obviously, a progressive view of scripture could lend itself to more of a liberal lifestyle. Are we are we talking lifestyle or theological disposition? No, I know that's what I'm that's what I'm wondering. Like thinking through it, hmm. as you guys can tell, we've really discussed this and <laughs> defined it. No, but like that, that's what I mean. Like if a progressive, depending on where you land in a progressive view of scripture or or Christianity, mm -hmm. could lend itself to a more liberal lifestyle, like how I live out. Mm -hmm. So, like, example, scripture, again, I'm looking at that that um, up and down access, top fundamentalism, bottom progressive. As a progressive Christian, you might view scripture not quite as solidified or um, as, as much of an anchor for your life. Right. So, therefore, and this is a big hot topic political one, right? Okay, so if the things... 
put out in scripture are not necessarily applicable to me. There are lifestyles that are permissive Mm -hmm. within Christianity. Does that make sense? It does. And so then that horizontal access would be liberal conservative in lifestyle. Okay. Let's make it more sense. Does that is that is that mm-hmm. a good way to maybe look at it? Yeah. Okay. I think that works. Okay, so then looking at the definition of that. So then what would a liberal Christian like def- definition of a liberal Christian then? Cuz I like your de- I like your definition with I think that more applied to the progressive with regard to doctrine. Well, I know some uh, that's where I'm getting tripped up. I know some who would just interchangeably progressive and liberal. Well, it's like conservative fundamental. Yeah, the the same. Um, and I think that's why I want to define some of these, which it, it might be, it just simply might be, uh, this is Jordan and Nate's definitions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that, though. I'm yeah, okay with it. Because no. we're going to have, where this conversation's going, I, I feel like I need to define some of these for how you and I understand them. Yeah, absolutely. Um. um Okay, so let's land there. Liberal is lifestyle. Progressive is doctrine. Theology. Okay. Conservative, lifestyle. Fundamentalism. Uh, theology. Theology. Okay. Is that, are you comfortable with that? Fair yeah, enough? D- now okay. that I know where we're headed. Yep. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, great. So with that, you and I grew up conservative fundamental that is the quadrant with which we grew up yes Mm -hmm. right okay um and this is and this is what i mean by it's far more messy than what we're talking about is because there's there's beliefs that i have that i would consider um fundamental Mm -hmm. there's there's beliefs that i have that i consider hey these are non-negotiable i am unchanging in this belief and i loved how you said it you know there's Virgin birth. I, those are yeah, those traditional uh, Orthodox uh, things. Yep, yep. Now, um, where where of a conservative fundamental might look at me and my view of, you know, what I believe a Christian can do now, mm-hmm. with regard to you know like what Jesus says, uh, greater things will you do than what I did, or or mm-hmm. you know, following after me. You know, you could do you could do the same things I did. Right. A conservative fundamentalist would be like, "That's heresy." Mm-hmm. Jesus was God. No. In For your, all intents and purposes, write you off from the start. Right. Mm-hmm. Where I would say, okay, my theology is fundamental, and with regard to Jesus, mm-hmm. he was one hundred percent God, one hundred percent man, in his flesh. He was empowered and filled with the Holy Spirit and the things he says about his followers being filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to put that caveat on there. This is Mm -hmm. not like you can do this if you believe in yourself. Spirit-filled. Spirit-filled. I believe you could do a lot of things, miracles, uh, prophecy, Hmm. These these gifts, if you will, of the so Holy Spirit. So you're not a cessationist. I am not. <laughs> but that would put me now, theologically, if you will, as a progressive. Mm-hmm. Use it using our definitions. Yeah, mm-hmm. as a progressive. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I would throw you under the bus with me. We're both moving into this progressive, our definition. Please mm-hmm. remember this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So why, with us growing up in such a conservative, fundamentalist uh, environment, our journey is separate. Like, you and I haven't been BFFs wearing same sweaters and, and riding tandem bikes. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Just the, the image. <laughs> We need to go find a tandem bike. Yeah, no, and wear matching sweaters. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This is one of the many resources we make available for free at our website, cultivaterelationships.com. Our resources have helped people grow 
in their relationship with God and others, uh, we've seen people set free from uncontrollable anger and paralyzing fear. We've witnessed estranged family members be reunited after working through our freedom booklet. We've helped people build healthy relationship and coping habits through our coaching videos. And all of these resources are made available for free because of the generous support of people like you. If you would like to become a partner, please visit cultivaterelationships.com support. Now, I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. The Holy Spirit working on both of us individually um, are coming to a place where we are becoming, um, I would still consider us conservative with, mm-hmm. with our lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? We, there's things that in terms of how someone walks out the Christian life, um, I feel like 99% of the spectrum would look at me and say conservative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Minus your tattoos because. <gasps> Again, that would lend me progressive, right? <gasps> um, uh, and so. Again, that's where some of our definitions might break down. <laughs> um, but it's it's why? Why? Why have you and I. In, in our progression with in our walk with the Holy Spirit. Mm hmm in our walk with God, in our walk with, in Christianity, what is your, I guess, what is your reasoning why you've come to where I'm at? Yeah. I think it goes back to, um, the way that I've, you know, I'm, I'm big on narrative and I'm big on, mm. I just, I love to read. So I'm big on just stories. Um, and so looking back at my story, I don't look back at my story with the intent to dwell on the past, but to see where God's brought me, my starting point, see character development, all these things, major characters in my life. Um, and it goes back to, I used to, and I still, this is a contention that God's working on me is things that I can control, things mm. that I can put inside a parameter that makes sense to me. And like, okay, I can deal with this. I can handle this. And for me, conservative fundamentalism, I feel like that is the mentality that I need this right here, neat, tightly bound, wrapped, contained. And then as soon, I feel like for a lot of that camp, if as soon as you throw a dash of spirit in there, it, it disrupts that, mm-hmm. right? If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a very good Well, um, because because not, No, 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 because God is a God of order, right? Mm-hmm. That's usually um, a verse that's put into that mm-hmm. is, is anything that appears disorderly mm-hmm. would not be from the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, and so as you've, as you've walked in, like you said, I mean, within just a couple years coming out of, a orderly, mm-hmm. um, even, even some of your training, like you were saying with, um, Southern Baptist, mm-hmm. such a very much a box order controllable, mm-hmm. um, mindset. So what were some of the, what were some of the in- initiating, bumps or shifts where you're like oh no (laughs) right like what started pushing you to or question maybe is a better word or i don't know there wasn't a consistent state of peace internally Mm. with me with a lot of things um and so i felt like at the time i didn't realize what the tension was um but going through um, to where we're at now, and then in retrospect, looking at it, is um, I wasn't living a very spirit-filled walk, mm-hmm. um, and so there was, yeah, there was just it seemed like there was this this constant tension or fear. I'm not not describing it super well, um, but yeah, I lost my train of thought. Obviously. No, you're good. No, uh, so I'm I'm if you guys want to go listen to Jordan's story. I mean, he, he shares mm-hmm. pretty in depth with things that he's struggled with, um, which is the, to me, the irony of a, and I'm going to use both terms, fundamental conservative Christian is how much, like you were saying in, in your previous stories, you could go back, Ooh, I'll link them. Um, how much in such a controllable, sterile um, environment, mm-hmm. how much anxiety and fear Mm-hmm. you struggled with. Yeah. And, and I, I would agree. And while we, our, our lifestyle, our outward 
was different. We had different addictions, different things that we would run mm-hmm. to. But I feel like the mindset was the same where there mm-hmm. was a fear of, for me, punishment, God's disapproval, mm-hmm. God's um, um, yeah, disappro- disapproval. Um, I constantly worried with whether or not I was good enough. My self-value, mm-hmm. my self-worth was constantly on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, my relationship with God, my relationship with other people, um, that was constantly at the forefront of my mind before God has brought me and Kels mm-hmm. to where we're at now. Um, and we still, um, you know, we still have our, our typical struggles, but it's night and day in difference uh, with right. where I'm at in terms of identity and um, self-worth, which, um, and this isn't a, a shameless plug, but Cultivate has been hugely mm-hmm. pivotal in my walk with the Lord and um, our marriage and just with identity and self-worth and all those things. It's mm-hmm. been it's been really great. So you're there the inconsistency with a fundamental conservative christian the need to um and i don't think i'm i don't think i would be bashing but there's a lot of structure and order and a life a, a christian's life should look like mm-hmm. xyz like this is how a christian should look clean clean mm-hmm. right yeah um now on the opposite side, and this might be a little bit more difficult for you and I to speak into, but on the other side of that, you have a progressive liberal Christian, and it, it, and I guess maybe my question is, so bouncing from fundamental conservative Christian, why didn't you and I bounce all the way to progressive liberal Christian where it's like, no, I am free and I can be who God created me to be, however that be is or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you see as, um, what anchored you, what anchored you from swinging all the way over on the other side of the spectrum or quadrant, if you will? Well, I think that the consistent struggle with just people is, is balance. So, um, but I think one of the benefits of the way that my parents raised me, um, is some of those, there's different parts of that, that upbringing that have, that I'm immensely grateful for. Mm. Um, I I think I've at times have not maintained a healthy view of scripture. Mm -hmm. I I think sometimes it can gear towards, Honestly, idolatry, the way that... Okay, wait, wait, explain that. Can you, sorry, can you get Mm -hmm. into that? Because I think, I don't, I do not want to (laughs) glaze over that. Yeah, um, so I think there's a, and justifiably so, I mean, the Word of God is, um, and when I say Word of God right now, I mean the Bible um, is one of the key tenets of the Christian faith, absolutely. Um, But it, it, devoid of spirit, can easily just become a textbook and idol. Mm. idolatry can become an idol um and so you're you're saying mm -hmm. someone hold on you're saying someone who reads the bible Mm -hmm. someone who attends bible studies Mm -hmm. someone who studies god's word can make that an idol in their life yes that seems either counterintuitive or paradoxical to me like how so like, um, and I'm not to me, but to our audience, I would imagine <laughs> because it's, it's, <clears throat> but I'm, but I'm Jordan, I'm studying this. Mm-hmm. I'm studying, like, I need to know this. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I need to know how to live. Right. So I'm going to read this. Sure. So how is that idolatry? Well, I mean, define idolatry. Um... Uh, well, idolatry is putting, um, putting something, trusting something outside of God, right? Like, would that be a fair, fair? Yeah. Something that takes the place of God, something Mm -hmm. that takes your worship, something that takes all of your attention, Mm -hmm. all of your focus, Mm -hmm. it, all of our focus and all of our attention and all of our worship is on the Lord. Mm -hmm. And yes, this is, this is the avenue to get to that. But if you're paying attention and we read it devoid of spirit, mm-hmm. it just becomes words on a page. 
Wait. So are you wait? So are you saying reading the Bible can be wrong? I don't want to say wrong. Okay. But it's not. Not wrong, no. Um, but in and of itself, just reading the Bible every day is not going to bring salvation, no. But how else am I going to know God? General revelation is one. Okay. Special revelation is another. Okay. Oh, I love, I love this. <laughs> because it's... Again, we're coming at it from the perspective of growing up in the church, and we've seen some pretty uh, just unhealthy, well, maybe say it that way, mm -hmm. unhealthy um, habits of people. And I think you're you're getting like you're getting into I think where that that quadrant of conservative fundamentalism starts to freak out, mm -hmm. right? Um, in a great I mean, a great question that I've wrestled with, and it's a question that has really got me re-examining re the scriptures, and I think it's going to what you're saying, is a Christian in China who has zero access to this, mm -hmm. can they know God's character? Yes. But then me in America, I need this to know God's character. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's uh, messy, right? It's Yeah, messy is a good it, word. <laughs> and I think that's... I think that's the whole point of this conversation. It's really messy. But it's it's the idea of... Um, um, Jesus, I think it's mm -hmm. 32 times, asks the Pharisees, scribes, and uh, religious leaders of the day, mm -hmm. um, have you ever read? And it, then he quotes the mm -hmm. Old Testament. To me, I think that is such a perfect example of what you're saying. You can read this as a moral reference book, mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit's going, but have you ever read? <laughs> have you... Do you have eyes to see, ears to hear? Right? right. It's, it's all of that. Um, and I know for myself in the last probably two years, that challenge... Mm -hmm. I love studying. I love reading. Mm -hmm. But that nagging question, but have you ever read mm -hmm. where it says, and here's what it means. Right. And that's the, I think that's the big, if you were to, it, the big, maybe hard, difficult thing with conservative fundamentalism and liberal progressive is that tension How did it become an idol to Jordan? Well, it's like you just said, um, but I love academics. I, I love study. And I was using this as a tool to elevate myself in knowledge, right? Mm. It didn't, it, it made itself a tool for my pride, hmm. if that makes sense. It was not drawing me closer to the Lord for a season. What would you say the mindset was that it was drawing you closer to what mindset was it drawing me to? Yeah. If it wasn't the Lord, what was it drawing you into? Mental ascent. Okay. Just knowing things, like I said, pride, um, expanding knowledge, um, all those things, which I think that's like Satan constantly uses really good things mm -hmm. to become idols and pull us away from the main thing, right? Mm -hmm. That's something that if you're in the church, mm -hmm. you're familiar with. Um, and it was used for a long time to distract me. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. I think I'm doing a great thing. I'm, I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading the Bible. This is great. This is good. But I wasn't being drawn close to the Lord through that mm -hmm. season, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. No, that's fascinating that someone mm -hmm. can be reading 
quote unquote God's word mm-hmm. and yet not be drawn closer to God. Yeah, I mean, there, there's Christian mm-hmm. theologians and Christian academics who study that strictly as a textbook, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I'm trying to think on who to bash next. Um, <laughs> no, 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 it's not, it's not about that. No, it, I think that's the thing. So, okay, you, you, as you're studying this and becoming more smarter, um, <laughs> you're also becoming more and more anxiety and fear filled is that a is that fair is that mm-hmm. uh okay so what conclusion or what was the breaking point where you're like um this isn't enough uh or maybe that wasn't the the question or but what was your breaking point what was the thing that made you snap and go there's something more or there's something i'm missing well so i went from Southern Baptist, non-denominational, into the Episcopal Church, and so the my this is my experience from the Episcopal Church is there is not a heavy, heavy focus on personal scripture intake. Mm. Um, it's liturgy. It's the Book of Common Prayer, mm-hmm. uh, which the Book of Common Prayer is littered with uh, with scriptures in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went from that heavy, heavy, heavy focus of this, then to heavy focus on the liturgy. And then it's cool how God used both of those experiences to bring me to where I'm at um, and to find, I think I'm now I'm more, more balanced than I've ever been, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, to whereas I'm reading every, the majority of the time when I'm, when I'm open the scriptures and I'm reading is I feel the presence of God when I'm reading there. And that's not mm-hmm. because of this literal pieces of paper and leather. Right. Um, and so it's really cool how God's used um, that kind of roller coaster of experiences um, that he's brought me through. Hmm. So what would you say is a mark? Um, I don't know that I have a specific breaking point necessarily. Right, right, right. It was is maybe more um, – okay, okay, maybe let's say it this way, okay? Um, so you get a job. You're coming out of the Episcopal Church. You get a mm-hmm. job at uh, – I believe your words were – a place that you felt the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that, that undoubtedly, that was probably <clears throat> the biggest, most significant movement of the Spirit is um, Kelsey and I knew we were called to ministry and then through the pandemic and church shutdowns and this, that, and the other, we uh, were like, okay, you know, we're driving through Burnett and um, just Hill Country Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I've, I've heard of Hill Country Fellowship for the last 15 years because mm-hmm. um, I grew up in Marble Falls. Um, and so that, that was probably the biggest movement of the spirit, um, was pulling, was calling us here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you've been here for two years mm, since September of 2020. Just, so, so just under, yeah, a year and a half ish. Um, so as you've lived in this atmosphere, mm-hmm. this culture mm-hmm. for about a year and a half, just over, mm-hmm. What are some marks, some characteristics from your former life? Um, and I'm not asking you to like throw anyone under the bus, but just knowing things that you've experienced. What are marks of someone former life, pre year and a half ago ish, mm-hmm. to now where you can start to identify? Oh no, I'm bumping more into uh, uh, fundamentalism. Mm-hmm. Or, um, uh, yeah. What what are some marks that you see uh, as characteristics? Kind of dif- differentiating them. Fruit. Simply fruit. put, yeah, just different fruit. fruits that I see in the way that people were engaged. Um, vocabulary is a big one. Words that are used. Christian vernacular is a big mm-hmm. one. How they talk about people. How they approach political issues. Um, tons of different things. Um, but it, in looking back on it, fruit is the biggest one, um, from what, how I see the biggest difference, um, in what I used to see and what I see now. Um, you know, people ask me about, uh, people I serve with people in real life groups and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, we're, we're littered with fruit here. Hmm. Tons of fruit. It is obvious hmm. that the Holy spirit is present here by the way we love people, the way we worship and the way we share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and naturally my perspective is biased because I love this place and I love these people. <laughs> right. So I'll be honest about that. Um, but I honestly see fruit, 
Um, and I'm not saying I didn't see fruit from people and places before this, um, mm -hmm. but there's just to me a marked difference. So uh, a Christian, someone who – let me rephrase that. Someone who desires a relationship with God, mm -hmm. okay, whether they land on the progressive liberal or fundamental conservative, mm -hmm. okay, whatever the – wherever you land in that those quadrants. Um, and this is probably, I mean, I think it's fair to say your opinion, but I would say it's an opinion based out of experience, study, and, um, just the Holy spirit. What would you say are the fruit? Like what is fruit that someone in any one, in any tradition that they're coming out of, they just want a closer relationship with God. Okay. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to throw in Mormonism, Catholics, Jehovah's Witness, like someone who's like, I just want to know God. Mm -hmm. Okay. What are, mar what are marks of fruit that you not only read in scripture, but have experienced where you're like, okay, you got to look out for this. You got to, <laughs> you know, these are the things that I would maybe move you and encourage you toward. Well, simple, the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians okay, is the go-to list. Okay. Um, if that's So you're asking if someone is wanting to come closer to the Lord? Yeah, but they need a community of people right? And so to grow you, with. So look at their fruit, and the fruit that I would describe is what you read in Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, things like that. Unity, um, love, joy. But you've also have seen those misdefined yeah and then that's and then as someone gets engaged with the faith and gets engaged in a community spirit-led discernment is big but as as a conservative fundamentalist discernment sounds like relativity whatever you feel like is right right i mean right i mean i'm yeah i'm mm -hmm. <laughs> biting my tongue i'm so sorry no but am i no i'm telling you these are things i've heard and i think it's yeah. things that you've heard yeah absolutely um so how do, do I... those are just feelings those are yeah wishy-washy right so, right defined um, right whatever so how do, how do you what do, what would you say like how if somebody would you... came up to me and said that yeah they have um <laughs> they have <laughs> Yeah, and and, under, and the the people that have approached me with that, um, genuine, out of love, out of wanting to learn, right? Absolutely. Sometimes not. I'm giving them the benefit but, yeah. of the doubt that, Jordan, I feel like what you're saying is really wishy-washy, that yeah. it, it's just, man, it just makes me feel good well, to be I, in this place. But I view it as, a for me, it has been a tremendous leap of faith. Okay. If that makes sense. So... To trust that this, okay, this is... I feel the spirit of God telling me to do something mm -hmm. and I feel like it's a tremendous leap of faith through in it. I always take it whenever I hear an audible word from the spirit or I get a feeling, I always bounce it off of, um, this is where you'll see some traditional stuff come up, uh, mm -hmm. church leadership. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll talk to my pastor. I'll talk to my life group. I'll, I'll get communal spirit led discernment through what I hear. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. Right. So to me, it's not wishy-washy. It's not relative. Like there's, there's accountability. There's a community involved. It's not just me saying things and doing things based off how I feel. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to stop playing devil's advocate for a second. I see um, you smirking over there. To, no, no, no. I'm, I'm <laughs> because I feel like what you're saying, um, is huge in terms of that horizontal line from liberal to conservative mm -hmm. is, the dependence on other people in your life. Yeah, is, it, is that because it's it's no longer an individualistic feeling I have? Mm -hmm. This is what makes me feel happy. This is what makes me feel mm -hmm. good. This is what makes me feel whatever, you know, mm -hmm. is that submission to community. Yeah, the absolutely, yeah. Um, and I would, and, um, is it, am I misspeaking to say that progressive, 
liberal progressive Christianity is more individualistic based. To me, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to think of some things. But they would, at the same time, it would be like. But we're focused on everybody feeling. Like they, I, I feel like it would be. But everyone yeah. feels good. Mm-hmm. Um. Like you said, messy. It's difficult to define those. Yeah. Um. Okay. So submission to community. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, some of that you had you had said. You know, leadership. You know, I know part of your life you're involved in a small group where we discuss. Mm-hmm. You know, tons of spirit-led prayer. Mm, okay. What is spirit-led prayer versus regular prayer look like? I think it's all spirit-led. <laughs> Every time I pray, it's spirit-led. Um, no, but like, I mean, it, I think you, I think you're... I think that's a heart thing. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, okay. I think that's a heart-rendering, yeah. honestly, whether mm. or not you want to acknowledge that the Holy Spirit's at play or not. Yes. Because I think the Pharisees prayed. They did pray. Mm-hmm. I think Jesus quotes one of their prayers. No. Um, so like I said, if I can bash everyone, then everyone feels included. Um, no, that, and I think that's part of a, that I know for myself, when I have struggled the most in my walk with God with regard to things he's calling of me. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've talked about my addiction to pornography and I've seen a habit. I've seen a pattern, I should say, of when. When I've given into that temptation, mm-hmm. um, when I'm struggling looking at, it's not actually a struggle, I just do it, um, I become more judgmental and my prayers and my thoughts become more, um, well, they need to do better. Mm-hmm. Now, it's equally judgmental towards myself, but I find myself more judgmental towards others. Hmm. And I think maybe that was... Like when I look back at what Jesus was saying is how the Pharisee says, man, thank you that I'm not like this other person. And and then you have the other one who's like, I'm not even worthy to be here. Um, I think that points to a heart thing where, and I don't know if it's true in your life where Mm -hmm. as you you were struggling giving into stuff, Mm -hmm. is that, I guess, did did you do that where you were more judgmental or or was it more (laughs) self-condemnation? Yeah, yeah, both. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, both. Okay. Um, it was definitely like, thank goodness I'm not, I'm not an alcoholic like that guy. You know, I, I had thoughts like that. Like, I don't. Uh, it's not that bad. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not that bad. Um, but then, thankfully, the Lord. Uh, the, and for those listening that haven't listened before, I am um, a recovering alcoholic. I've been sober for almost uh, closing in on six years. Recovered. Um, recovered. Yes. Uh, yes. See, some of the vernacular is six. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so it um, thankfully was delivered from that mentality. And now I, I approach it with, we just all need Jesus, mm-hmm. simply. I mean, yeah. simply put. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've grappled with those same things, you know, <clears throat> self-judgmental, judgmental of others um, in that regard. Like, thank, you know, for a sake. <laughs> thankfully, it's not that bad, right? Torres, yeah, we just all, we just all need Jesus. What are some things, like some takeaways that out of this conversation that you feel like are important, kind of regardless of whether you're a conservative fundamentalist or a liberal progressive? So, I mean, in another great way to see the contrast between this these two, mm-hmm. I would say a conservative fundamentalist um, sees sin everywhere and you have to struggle to find God's will Mm -hmm. to make sure you're not rebelling against him. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's probably best that you wake up every morning repenting. Um, So that would be a conservative fundamentalist. Now, the contrast to that, liberal progressive, is everything is permissible. Not even permissible. Everything is celebrated. Mm. And you can do whatever you want because Jesus is love. And 
as long as love is love and free, then no matter what lifestyle or how you're born or mm -hmm. it's free because that's what Jesus died for is freedom. So I hope I pigeonholed both of those very well. What is your advice? What is your thoughts? What is something you can encourage people with who are like in this conversation going, man, uh, yeah. What's your, what are your, what's you my have, general advice? Yeah. Like, do you this? have, do you have any, any kind of like, oh man, they, I hope they walk away with this. <laughs> Wherever you find yourself, your mess is okay. Mm. Whatever side of the mess that is, mm -hmm. it's okay. Um, I, I think that's, what's so cool about, I mean, God has us all on, we use the word pilgrimage, but I think before we started, um, whatever point of your story that he has you on. I mean, he's working and he's moving in that. So my encouragement is that your your mess is okay. And, mm -hmm. and like I said, I've got a very messy story, but I've I've come to where I love it because I'm redeemed. <laughs> it's cool. Mm -hmm. I, I know my ending. And so it's, I mentioned this when um, taught at Cultivate a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I, I love my story <laughs> some days. Mm -hmm. Um, it, and it's so cool to look back and see what the Lord has done. Um, but your your mess is okay. Mm -hmm. If you're a Christian fundamentalist listening to this, I, I hope you know that I love you. Mm -hmm. uh, and I genuinely mean that. If you're a progressive liberal Christian, I hope you know that I love you. Um, if you're not a Christian, I hope you know that I love you. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's it, God can just don't try to box God up. Mm -hmm. it's not, I don't think it's going to go mm -hmm. well. Um, it'll no matter where you land. Yeah, no matter where you land, mm. um, you can box him up with your liberal progressivism, or you can box him up on the other end. I just I wouldn't mm. I wouldn't encourage boxing up the big god that we serve. So for a fundamentalist, conservative fundamentalist, um, maybe have put a little bit more fun in your fundamentalism. Where if you're if you're a, a little more fun if you're a Liberal, progressive, maybe um, put yourself in a position to maybe anchor it down less, a little bit. Less inconsistency. Maybe anchor it down maybe, a little bit. Maybe, maybe uh, pull it in a little bit. No, but both of those, and I think that's, I think that's great. And both of those require community. Mm -hmm. I don't think, in my estimation and what I see in scripture, I don't think we're ever able or meant to or designed to do that in a vacuum of mm -hmm. myself. Right. I think we are designed to, to uh, do that with other people. Mm -hmm. And that includes reading scriptures with other people. Absolutely. I, uh, I don't think we are meant to do that alone. Um, in fact, I, I would even go as far as to say, I don't think the conclusions that we come to with scripture are meant to be done alone. Um, mm hmm and a great, great example of that is, for example, um, reading scripture, you will come to a different conclusion than me on what is right for you and what is right for me. Now that sounds messy and mm -hmm. that sounds like relativism. Mm -hmm. But what I mean by that is you, as you've stated, you're, you are a recovered alcoholic, mm -hmm. but you also know what is common to you, right? Mm -hmm. the, the temptation common to you. Right. I... As a um, free non-alcoholic, I can drink. Mm -hmm. um, so those are as I as I walk away from scripture. You and I, there are there are verses that condemn and condone both. Mm -hmm. um, you and I will read those differently, right? right? Coming to different personal conclusions on that. Mm -hmm. However, when I'm hanging out with you, I have a different rule that I have to follow, right? Then what I, I know to be a freedom for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I mean by this is not meant to be, conclusions are not meant to be done in isolation. Absolutely. What, what God has, has laid out for me moralistically is different when I'm hanging out with other people, right? So, yeah, so makes sense. I can't drink when I'm around you. Or I shouldn't drink when I'm like, I mean, you, I know you don't 
not that you drink. You don't have a problem with that. <laughs> but it, right. But I do have friends who who I know are still kind of in the in the dredges of it, and they're like, man, I can't. I, you know, no. Mm -hmm. um, it would be wrong for me to drink when I'm around them, mm -hmm. and I think that's what I mean by by coming to this as a community, mm -hmm. not as okay. Uh, okay, it says I could do that, or. Yeah. Uh, if I get this one scholar who says this one way that this definition and this word means in actuality, I agree with that one scholar mm -hmm. only. <laughs> yeah. And and rather than looking at okay, what is the community saying about what you know how we how we read this? Yeah. I hope that was very um, gray. <laughs> yep. I hope that was very great. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll give the again the disclaimer. I hope my my thoughts concerning scripture were not misinterpreted. Um, I have a very high. Oh, they will be. High, they will be. I'm they sure. Will be. But I have a very high view of scripture, mm -hmm. and I would absolutely encourage reading the Bible in mm -hmm. solitude, um, devotionally. Um, mm -hmm. I would highly encourage that, and then take what you hear to the community that God's brought you to. Oh, see, that's great. I, okay, I love that balance. I love that because you're saying yes, this is good. Yeah, absolutely. In solitude, I would I'll define between solitude, solitude and, and isolation. You yeah. actually taught on that. <laughs> um, I'll link that teaching. <laughs> um, but it's it's that it's it's saying okay, I have this private time with God. Mm -hmm. um, Jesus did that a lot, mm -hmm. but I, he also brought it into community too, right? Yep. Oh, I love that. No, mm -hmm. that's great. I love the that. I think is the balance between only doing things in community and only doing things in isolation. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Let's end on that positive note. That's a good positive note. I like that. <laughs> I have other jokes and ways to make fun of people that your way of ending is probably better. <laughs> Do you mind? Uh, can you close us out uh, praying, praying over this? Like I said, this is a yeah. massive subject and I feel like we just scratched the surface of, um, of, like I said, I mean, I, I'm confident we offended both sides. Um, and in a healthy way, I think that's probably good. Uh, but can you pray for us? Um, man, I don't even know. Like, let the Spirit lead you in terms of, yeah. like, what to pray for. Yeah. Father, we thank you for today. Um, and God, as, as cliche as that comes across sometimes, I'm sure, God, we're just grateful for today. Um, God, we're grateful for the big God that you are. Um, God, we're grateful for how complex and diverse the church is. Um, and God, I pray that whichever side of the end of the spectrum, uh, part of the body that people find themselves, God, I just pray that they find you genuinely and truthfully find you. Um, and God, I pray for unity so that your name is glorified. Um, and God, I pray that through this, um, people listening are brought closer to you and are brought closer to freedom in you, um, which God, there is the only true freedom is in you. And God, I, I thank you for that. I, I thank you for deliverance. And God, I thank you for hope. And I thank you for Nate. And God, we just, we love you. We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. Um, it was interesting as you were praying, I, uh, reminded of a story so we we run a guys group uh cultivate guys group and we come together we you know a lot of it is just simply walking through hey here's where god's leading us here's what he's calling us out of mm -hmm. here's what he's calling us into and we've been doing some bible studies based on just someone asking a question and then we we're like, oh that's a great question you know let's dig into them so last night mm -hmm. we were uh we had a discussion on judgment and condemnation Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it's a pretty free group in terms of, um, it's just a very open group. Um, not a whole lot of condemnation goes down, but someone made a, someone made an observation about one of the topics we were covering. And I, it, it, and I said, uh, you, you need to prove it. Like you need to prove it in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Don't just throw out a, a platitude. Mm-hmm. And so that, that I think is also kind of where I, I was wanting to essentially, like you were saying, this is important to me. Mm -hmm. This is deeply important to me. Sure. Um, and, and even in our guys group, which is very free in what we talk about, 
um, I think the topics that we need to talk about um, mm -hmm. is also anchored and rooted though in this. Mm -hmm. And a guy can't just throw out a platitude because it sounds nice or feels good. Without grounds. Without grounds. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, if Makes you can sense. prove it here, fantastic. That You know, let's run and study that out. Mm -hmm. But if you're not going to be able to prove it, we, sorry, you can't. Like, you can't just throw that out there for, for mm -hmm. fun. So I, I think that is huge that this is deeply important to me. Mm -hmm. um, important to both of us. I mean, we're... Absolutely continual meditators on it so yeah jordan thank you so much i love you man oh i wish we could go so much more deeper and be more specific but i feel like i know for myself i would it would uh land on condemnation <laughs> <laughs> so probably best Dude, that's funny thank you you're welcome man all right goodbye